Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we are going to drop an impromptu episode. Um, We got a new piece of equipment for the podcast. Um, So we really were just excited like little kids to get it. And uh, it's something that we kind of teased on the last episode. It's going to kind of push this podcast forward it's gonna help uh it's gonna make our lives a whole lot easier um and so yeah i've got the ability to play sound drops or sound effects so i'm gonna go ahead and get it out of my system i'm gonna give you all of it right now and then get it out of my system so here's the first one and in case you don't know that's howard dean uh (laughs) made famous for his little 15 minutes of fame and we got (laughs) got uh, and of course we wouldn't be responsible podcasting adults if we didn't have a good <laughs> sound. So there's that. Bruh. We got a bruh. <laughs> that may be my favorite one. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. All right. So like I said, we got a new mixer, um, mixer slash audio interface, and we just wanted to pop on real quick and test this out and see kind of what we sound like. I want to record just a short little episode. We're going to have some Mount Rushmore. Uh, we did come up with the Mount Rushmore for you. Um, we'll do a pick your poison because we got it right here on the desk. Um, I watched my first ever episode of Big Brother tonight, so we're going to kind of talk about that. I'm going to let Andrew ask me some questions just to see kind of how I felt about it. Um, you got to ask me questions. I got the answers. Well, I've got my first reaction. Okay, but how's that a question? Well, you would need to pull the answers out of me. <laughs> okay, we'll just we'll just we'll just talk about Big we'll Brother and what I we thought need a Bill O'Reilly. It. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should have loaded. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and then we'll talk just a few minutes on sports, but mainly we just wanted to hook this up. <laughs> mainly we just wanted Howard we Dean. Just, we just wanted to make <laughs> fart noises. <laughs> Um, but no, we, we got this new piece of equipment. We got some new headphones. We got mics a couple weeks ago, new mics. So, uh, we really just want to kind of put it all together and make a test run because I will, I can announce safely that we will have our first guest on Saturday, our first in studio kind of guest appearance. And he's a good buddy of ours. His name is Alex. Uh, we play uh, fantasy football with him. He's a really good dude, really knowledgeable about sports and you know, movies, everything else in between. Um, and we are honored to have him as our first guest. So that's, you know, something new that uh, this new mixer is going to allow us to do. Um, so, yeah, really, we just want to get on here, do a test run with this, kind of see where we're at. And, uh, and yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. So um, let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to start off uh, with our Mount Rushmore. Like I said, this is going to be a little weird, you know, not normal episode. So uh, we decided that we wanted to do our Mount Rushmore of our favorite cover songs. So these are songs that were originally done by somebody else and they're covered by another band. I don't know why I had to explain to you what a cover was. I was going to say, dude, that's so self-explanatory. 
Dude, if I don't have a run sheet in front of me, I'm just like Ron Burgundy. Like, I'm just going, so I can't help it. I was just made a weird face when you started explaining that. Like, I think I people know yeah. what that is. I don't know, man. We're going to do a movie review. That's where we watch a movie. That and was made by people you. and yeah. put out for other people to watch. Yeah, I don't know. People catch Leave me alone. Quick. Leave me alone. All right, so I'm going to let you go first. Uh, why don't you give us your first, uh, first one? Songs that were covered by somebody else. My first one is... Hallelujah. Uh, it's by Jeff Buckley. Beck, Jeff Buckley, and it's a cover of the Leonard Cohen song. Okay. I just think it's a really pretty song. I told Claire that she can play it at my funeral. Wow. Yeah. I have. A, I actually have a playlist called Funeral Jams. I can show you later. It's got really good songs on there. Wow. What are you thinking? That's that dark? Like, no, not dark. It's just not surprising. It's going to be a good funeral, dude. Got, you're like 33, dude. Midlife crisis. Midlife right now. That's very true. I don't want to think about that. All right. My first one uh, is Last Kiss by Pearl Jam. And maybe you know who did that originally. So uh, my mom, my mom's actually the one who first told me, like, that's a cover. She's like, that's a, I can't, it's some, it's like just one name guy, like Frankie Valla or yeah. Frank Sinatra or yeah. whatever. But yeah, my mom told me that because I made her listen to it like 15 years ago. And she's like, I know this song. No, I, I like Pearl Jam anyway. I have a brother who's 11 years older than me. So. Uh, when I was really young and he was in high school, that's when, like, he graduated, and I think, in 92. Oh, wow. So, like, that was, like, right there when all that blew up, you know, uh, grunge and that whole scene. So I've been listening to Pearl Jam literally since I've been, I don't know, six or seven years old. And it's just a really good – they did it really well. That song will make you cry. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, you, it's very you hear good. It and you actually listen to it, it'll make you cry a little bit. That and another Pearl Jam song that's really kind of emotional is Black. I don't know if you know, you've ever heard that song. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really that one gets me. I don't know why, but Pearl Jam, uh, Last Kiss. All right, mine. I had a two for one here. They're both Bruce Springsteen covers. So the first one's "Blinded by the Light" by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. You might know it as "Revved Up Like a Douche." Uh, a deuce. A deuce. It's supposed yep. to be a mm -hmm. deuce. Sounds like douche. Uh, and the second one is "Atlantic City," which was covered by the band. Both Bruce Springsteen songs. So I thought I could cool. get like a two yeah. for one sneak in there. Everybody likes a two I'm a, for. I'm a big fan of the boss. Yeah, everybody likes a two for. Uh, have you heard his podcast, by the way, with Obama? I have not. Not that big of a fan. I've more, heard it's, more of a music fan. I've heard it's terrible. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to, but to spoil the music. Um, okay, my second one is Holy Diver by Kill Switch Engage. And I believe that was done by Ronnie James Dio. Yep, as Dio. Uh, so, yeah, Holy Diver, um, I think his name is Howard Jones, the former slash current slash interim lead singer of Kill Switch Engage. I think he kills it. He just does a really good job. I think we were listening, yeah, we were listening to song. it before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Holy Diver, Kill Switch Engage. All right, my next one, <clears throat> Killing Them Softly was hit with his words. Or, I'm was, sorry, Killing Them Softly with his song. Was that? By the uh, Fugees. Fugees, yeah. It's a cover. I didn't know who actually covered this to begin with. Or who sang it originally? It's um, a lady from like 1973 named Roberta Flack. Roberta Flack, great song. And I've I heard, heard her that. version. It's a good version. Yeah, I've heard that name before. Maybe my dad, dad showed me that. I don't know, but I've heard that name. Um, my third one is a recent one. Uh, it's Africa by Weezer, originally done by Toto. They do a really good job with it, and I like the Toto version too. But Have you heard the story of that song, like the uh -uh. origin? It's about like werewolves 
Really? Yeah, the song's supposed to be all like fighting werewolves in Africa. If you really listen to the the words and the music, and even the band confirmed, like it's about it's about fucking werewolves. Cool. I never knew that. Never knew that. A couple years ago. Never knew that. All right, what's your last one? Last one for me is called "Standing on the Moon" by Phosphorescent, and it's a cover of a great Grateful Dead song. And what's really cool about this is there's a whole album of Grateful Dead cover songs called Day of the Dead. And it was like, I mean, a bunch of bands just came together and they each covered all these songs. So bands include The War on Drugs, The National, Kurt Vile, Perfume Genius, Courtney Barnett, Mumford & Sons, Wilco, Phosphorescent, Jim James, Local Natives, Walkman, Flaming Lips. So it's a really good album. There's 59 songs total. It's over five hours long. And wow. each band, certain bands, like the bigger bands, got two songs. Phosphorescent did. Um, I think the War on Drugs did. But yeah, they each just like pick out their favorite Grateful Dead song and give it their own spin. That's pretty their cool. own cover. It's a really good album. That's a cool concept. Yep. Um my last one is uh a cover of Jesse's Girl by Coheed and Cambria. And what makes this cool is I actually have Rick Spring- Springfield on the the cover. So it was really cool. I've always really liked it. Um and then, you know, I don't have any honorable mention, but um you know me from our previous episodes about music. I was a big emo, screamo kid in high school and early 2000s. So there's always like albums like uh, Pop Goes Punk or whatever that. Those just cover albums? Cover albums. They'll take like pop music and a metal band will cover. They'll take like a Britney Spears song or Christina Aguilera song and they'll make a metal cover of it. I don't know how that would sound. I'll play some after we stop. Okay. It's not bad. Well, I got honorable mentions. All right, let's go. I'll just burn through them. Elliot Smith, 13. That's a cover of Big Star. Another two for one is War Pigs and Easy by Faith No More. That's a cover of uh, War Pigs as Black Sabbath and Easy as the Commodores. Uh, Smooth Criminal by Alien Ant Farm. Mm-hmm. That's a cover of Michael Jackson. And last one, Godzilla by Fu Manchu. That's a cover of a Blue Oyster Cult. Okay. Okay, that's a good list. You got a good list, and you had a lot. I had a lot more time to think about it, man. Yeah, just, you had. I had like a whole playlist I looked off of and just took my time. No, that was that was a good list. All right, so as always, um, if you got you know any covers that we missed and would make your Mount Rushmore, please uh, drop us a line on Instagram at Mild and Lazy and let us know. Um, but let's move on uh, to the main event. The reason I'm here on a Wednesday night. That's Big Brother. As you know, if you listen to earlier episodes, Andrew would always have a segment called 60 Seconds on Big Brother, and I was totally lost and clueless, and I (laughs) told him that I would get on board, um, never seen it, was never interested, and tonight was the premiere of season 22? I think it's 23. 23. Okay, season 23. Um, I'm literally fresh off watching it, you know. Yeah, we were all all piled on the couch together. Yeah, as one big podcast family. Um, but okay, I can see the intrigue. You know, this was intro. We got introduced to everybody. Um, you can kind of see, or at least in my mind, I can kind of see who some of the power players are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't write any names. Uh, I think for me, one of the power players is going to be Xavier because he is a lawyer. Yeah, he is a lawyer. He didn't tell everybody. He's he didn't, a lawyer. He didn't tell that's people. A, that's an aspect of the game is to keep your profession secret if it's something that you know, could help you in the house. Yeah. Like if you're a lawyer or a detective, someone who's kind of good at sniffing shit out, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I am write jingles for 
cartoons right. or something. Right. Um, so I think he could be a power player. And I think uh, Claire, um, the captain of... The Queens. The Queens. Yeah, because they, they did something weird. So every year it's like they break them into groups, like fours. And the four goes in and they just, you know, you get acclimated to the house. And then four more come in. And then, you know, before all 16 are in. But this year, the first four... I think it was the four guys. They made them all go out and do a game. They made the, like, you had to look at this image and then use, like, five slides and make your slides identical to that image, and you had to ring in. So there's one winner out of that four. That person moves on. Next wave comes in. There's one winner, you know, next wave, next wave. So there's four winners. And then the four winners had a competition to determine. Or no, no, no. What happened was they had four winners, and then for some reason they decided to do a draft this year which was really weird. I don't think they've ever done that before. So it was Frenchie. Frenchie won uh, that girl's name. What was her name? We'll say it's Taylor. I don't remember. Claire. And it had been one other dude. But anyway, so they're the four captains of the teams. And, uh, then, they, and then it was like... Christian. Christian, yeah. That's right. Because you thought you hated Christian, but we hate Brent. Yeah. We're, we agree on that. We Brent's don't like the Brent. worst. Brent's the worst. This is That's what I, I told you. Immediately you'll be like, fuck him. I don't like her. He sucks. She's a slut. Like, you start judging people immediately. And then by like later on, you're like, okay. This is what I think of They're Brent. not so bad. There you go. He's a big fart. He's a big fart. Okay. Yeah, dude, I, you don't know how much restraint I've showed over the last, what, we're at 13 and a half minutes. Not You've only pressing hit, that button. It's only been hit three times. Yep. Mm-hmm. It is good. But yeah, I don't like Brent. Yeah, you'll immediately, like, form your own alliances. Like, who do you like? Who do you not like? Um, and I think I like the karate chick, but she's got to calm down. Like, when they announced that they raised, they, they were giving an additional 250000 like, she was just screaming like a banshee. Yeah, and see, you, that's one of the things you what don't want to draw like. <laughs> I think that was all a setup. <laughs> she just did that so you could press that one button. <laughs> Uh, but no, she I, sounded like Howard Dean. Yeah, she she did show a lot of emotion, and a lot of this game is not showing emotion, especially in situations like that. Um, I mean, you're constantly on guard because you're in this house with 15 other people, no access to the outside world, cameras watching you all the time. That's why when you said like, "Yeah, you ready to hear some racist stuff?" People do say racist stuff because they, I guess they they're a little racist and they forget they're on air and they'll say shit like that and it'll get out to the real world and. I think only once or twice someone's had to be removed from the house. Like one time, I remember a guy got really confrontational and tried to fight somebody and like mm. put hands on him. He got moved out. But there's been some definitely racist shit that'll get said, and I just heard CBS like, will acknowledge it, but like yeah. keep him in the game. I just heard just a joke about Big Brother, like something about racism, and there's always a couple of people that do some racist shit or say it. Well, I mean, you get these people from all walks of life, and you know, I guess eventually the true colors start to show, mm-hmm. and it's a very I, diverse cast too. I, I gotta say, and I don't know if they forget that they're because how do you forget that you're you're on? Honestly, I think the longer you go, the more you let your guard down. Like if you've been in there fifty days, it's almost like that's your new normal. So you yeah. can let your guard yeah. down. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm in. Um, I'm kind of bummed to have to wait till uh, Sunday, you know, so to yeah, catch the Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday is going to be the schedule. Yeah. So, um, but we got our first HOH. That's what I was telling you. Every week, there's an HOH. They hold all the power. Head of household. Head of household. So, and now it's team. So it's this this farmer. Uh, his last name's French. So they just call him Frenchy. He won the first HOH. So the other three members of his team are all safe. He has the power to nominate whoever for eviction, but he can't nominate 
anyone from his team. So he's got, you know, 12 other people to pick from. So that's what the next episode is going to be. It's They'll show you the recap of the last, you know, they'll edit down. They do a great job editing because they got to take 100, you know, 24 hours a day they're filming and they'll crunch that down to a 30 minute block or a one hour block episode. And we'll get to see the competition who, who, um, who he nominates. They'll have a power veto. And then you'll start getting to the swing of things. Cause every week it's HOH two nominations veto. And then they vote them out. Right. Um, so once, once you figure out the format, the format stays the same. So I think, um, I think so far I like, um, I like Xavier. Um, Claire is going to be strong. I think that's a USB. What's that gray plug? Light. Oh, this light. Ready to go dark. Hold on. No, I got one over here. I can go dark over here. I got one. Okay. Sorry, computer's dying. I'm trying to charge it on the fly. Um, I'll talk about who I like. I liked Frenchie. I liked Christian. Those are two guys. Uh, The girls... Who was that one girl um, that was also HOH? She was she was the girl from Portland. I don't know. We're really bad on names now because we literally just found their names out. Yeah. Once, once your week's in, it'll be like they're friends of yours, and you'll just see right. their face and get their names. Right. Uh, there's two Derricks. One's an Asian American, and his parents literally said, like, if you don't come home, you're going straight to medical school, school. You know, or something like that. Because I like, made the joke. I'm like, I'm surprised they're okay with this. Like, I'm surprised they're not pushing them to be a doctor. And then me, he was like, as soon as this is over, you're going to med school. Yeah, and he's like, you know, my parents are cool with it, but, you know, they'd rather, you know, I'm sh- they'd rather me go to, you know, be a doctor or a lawyer. And I was like, ha, Called told you. Second Derek, his dad was fucking Joe Frazier. And yeah, he was Joe dad, wasn't fucking Joe Frazier. His dad is Joe Frazier. Joe fucking Frazier. Should, Joe fucking Frazier. There you go. That's how you word yeah. it. Which was really cool. It's like, damn, his dad beat up Muhammad Ali. True. How many people can say that about their dads? Just, just me and Derek. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm in. Uh, I like the intrigue. Uh, I'm, I, I am intrigued. Kind of like the kind of seediness of it. It's no. so seedy. Like you said, it's all politics. It's all yeah. politicking. Politician would be great at this. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but no, so that's our little recap on Big Brother. Now that I'm involved, we may go longer than 60 seconds. We may add this, you know. We can just make it more of a discussion. Yeah. Because like, um, there'll be things where we're like, did you fucking see what so-and-so did? Like, what an idiot. Right. Um, bonehead moves you got to talk about and brilliant moves and all that. Okay. So, like I said, uh, this is going to be a quick episode. We're going to move on to Pick Your Poison. Uh, we're going to do that. And let me pick. Uh, all right. Here we go. Oh, got two. All right. Would you rather have unlimited international first class tickets or never have to pay food for food at restaurants? Well, that's easy because I don't fly. Could you get? Well, never mind. I was going to ask a dumb question. Cause could I could I offer that on a plane? But international means I could only go to like Canada, South America on a train. So on I get free train, food. Yeah, because yeah, I'm not flying. So that's where I was getting at. I'm not going to fly, so I get option B. I'm going to pay for my food, and I'm going to travel all over the world. I'm going to. Anywhere I want. <laughs> you just literally any, anywhere I want. First class, first class. Have you ever? Hey, made, yep. Planes go down, and first class goes down with them. How often do planes go down? Uh, pretty often. Did actually. any any happen this week? Not that we know of. This month. What happened to that Malaysian flight? Did find that this year? Disappearing no, fucking no, we're air. Good. We're good. Yeah, no, I'll fly unless Sully's on that. Unless Sully's my captain. <laughs> Drunk as shit. Sully ain't drunk. 
Oh no, that was the that was Denzel's uh, that was movie. Denzel movie. Yeah. Sully fucking landed, landed that on the Hudson. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't mix um, up Sully with Sullenberger with Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, it's character assassination. I'm picking first class flights, international. Unlimited all day long. I wonder okay. if I could pick that and then just like trade them off because I don't need all the food, man. I'm big enough. I, I I wish it was a different option. Like I wish it was like unlimited sporting events. I would pick that. Well, yeah, but that's not the choice. I know. Read the next one. Okay. <laughs> man. Okay. Would you <laughs> rather be feared by all or loved by all? Hmm. I feel like I know your answer. I want that fear. I knew it. Yeah. Like, you're not a people person. No, I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm going to think in big brother mode now. So I want people to fear me. I'm thinking I'm going to go to that house. I'm winning every HOH. I'm backstabbing everybody. We got too much fear and hate in this world these days. Give me the love. I want people to love me. Everybody to love me. Well, keep hoping and dreaming. That probably has something to do with my anxiety, too. <laughs> I just <laughs> That's your want anxiety people to love you. me. I just want to be loved. Instead of walking around, is he mad at me? Yeah, I think that, too. Like, still well, like me? What are they laughing at? What is it? What did I do? Uh, Yeah, I want people to love me. Please love me. Um, Okay, so that was pick your poison. Well, then you're going to be popular around the world, man. You're going to fly around. Travel. We're going to love you. I'm going to be that asshole in the food court that everyone's scared of, like taking people's pizza. You don't have to because you don't have to pay for it. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. You are in Big Brother. Where are you at right now? You're in Big Brother land? Yeah. All right, come on. Snap out of it. Yeah, I'm not going to snap at it for like 90 more days until the season's <laughs> over. All right, so I think we've got some nuggets and some sports. Uh, the NBA Finals uh, are set and we're a game in. Um, the Suns have taken a 1-0 lead over the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, pretty heroic, uh, not heroic, gutsy. Pretty gutsy effort from Giannis to, to, to step up and play game one after – what I thought it was an ACL when he did his knee. Um, that's just the classic ACL tear right there yeah. when you see it. Um, I don't know. I've seen too much history of like KD going down, Kawhi going down, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think it's because it's his first final. Yeah, he's, he's thinking short term over long term. Yeah, so um, I don't blame him, but I just I really hope he doesn't like make it worse. You know, and I've never been a, a Chris Paul fan, and I haven't done a 180 on a dude so quick in my life. Like, I'm rooting for that dude. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's the old vet and he brought stability mm-hmm. and kind of that wisdom and leadership to oh, yeah. that young, talented team. But I'm the same way. I've never been a Chris Paul fan. Either. I've always respected his game. He's a Hall of Point he's, God. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, when you look at his stats, he's like top five in almost every point guard you know statistic you could be in. But I was the same way. I think it's because he's like too many commercials. He's been on so many teams, but after 16 years to make his first final, and he's the um, odds favorite, the Vegas favorite to win Finals MVP. Yeah. And I got his, or was it game one? He had 32, nine and four, so he's well on his way. Well, good for him. Um, game two tomorrow. We're recording yeah, Thursday, on, uh, Wednesday, Thursday okay. at eight. Yeah, and I had on here. It's the Suns' first final since 1993. They're the first team ever to miss the playoffs for 10-plus years and then make the playoffs make and remake it all the way to the finals, finals, which is really cool. That's a cool story. I mean, but you kind of saw this coming. They were 8-0 in the bubble last year. Yeah, they were on fire um, in the bubble. I they were the only team to go undefeated in the bubble. That, and I think, you know, if uh, New Orleans or maybe Memphis, if Memphis had lost one more game, they would have made it in last year. So you you kind of see they've done it the they right way. They built, or, yeah. or, they built organically through good draft picks. 
Um, yeah, and three out of I think it was three straight years they took Booker, Mikael Bridges, and Aiton. Aiton, and then they Aiton. added Chris Paul. In the, this that was like kind of that final piece to oh, kind of glue it all together. Absolutely, um, like, I, I'm rooting for him as much as I like Giannis. Uh, I got way too much love on the Phoenix side though. Yeah, and right. they've never won. Milwaukee's won back when they were the Lakers, right? And I, th- I think they won one as the Bucks when they had Kareem. Because mm. I put on here too, it's their first final since 1974, and I believe that was when they had Kareem, Abdul Jabbar. Um, but shit, what was I gonna say? Something about Phoenix. I don't know. I've been a Phoenix fan. I, I've called them since like the first round that I think they were gonna win it all. They've just been the most complete team. I think in hindsight, Monty Monty Williams, their coach, should have been coach of the year. They've um yeah. added, they had the executive of the year too, which sucks. Is James Jones who used uh-huh. to play with like LeBron in Miami? He went but, to I think six straight finals. Yeah, kind of a role player, honestly. He's definitely but, a role player. But what sucks is he didn't draft any of those guys. It was somebody else, and then they got fired after drafting Booker, Mikael Bridges, and Aiton. They fired that guy and then hired James Jones, and he did make the additions of like Cameron Payne, Jay Crowder, and Chris Paul. So it was three great. Which you know you got to pair your veterans with your young guys, and he was able to do that. But I feel like right. kind of really the building blocks came from the other GM. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Is, you know, a lot of people to this day still give Phoenix a lot of shit for taking eight and number one in hindsight ahead of Luka or, or even Trey Young. But look where Phoenix is now. You think they care who they – you think they're no. wallowing in their decision to take eight? And, and that type of stuff is all hindsight. I mean, we talk about and it Even Cowboys. in hindsight, Aiton's still a great pick. He's from Arizona. He went to the University of Arizona, and he was oh. able to get drafted by Phoenix, an Arizona team. Yeah. So it's like he's the hometown boy. The real fucking laughing stock is Sacramento Kings for taking uh, Marvin Bagley, Bagley, number two overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when people always harp on on Phoenix taking eight, and I'm like, he's a – because I was thinking about this the other day. He's – how great of a big man he is. He's still only a top five, maybe six best center in the league. Yeah. Like, there's like a new – coming of age for centers in this league, and Aiton's probably the best of the youngest, even though, you know, we just had Jokic win and Embiid get second. You got AD. I mean, I was thinking in my head, like, four or five great centers, and I was like, Aiton's a top-five center when we have, like, this great new wave of centers in the league that hasn't been seen, I think, since, like, the 90s. So I just think in hindsight, like, that was still a great pick because look where it got them. He was, like you said, he was that, that final piece they had to draft. They added a couple veterans, and they're in the... Like, yeah, they'd love to have Luka, but Mavericks would love to be in the finals right now, too. Three wins away. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're up 1-0, 118-105, game tomorrow at 8. I hope I can watch. I feel like I've been dominating the TV, watching nothing but basketball and Big Brother and and the Euros with Claire. She's probably about over it. It's a bad time of year. It is. And that's what I try to tell her. I was like, honey, it's almost over. It's like Stanley Cup's on. But it's not. Rangers suck. But it's not. We'll have a small break. Small break. A couple months. Small. Month and a half. Because we're we're rolling into Cowboys season, and I do have a little Cowboys nugget. It was announced that Cowboys will be on this season of Hard Knocks. So um, third time in its twenty year history, I believe. Yeah, so that'll be really interesting. We'll get I think it's four episodes, five episodes maybe. So um, that'll be really cool. I'll be um, grabbing your HBO login. Yeah, I gave it to you once before. Yeah, I need it again. Uh, I just need to log in and save it on mm-hmm. one of my devices. Um, no problem. So that's a little Cowboys nugget. And you mentioned the Euros. Um, as we sit on July 7th, um, both semifinals are done. So we have a finals matchup. It is Italy and England. England has reached their first final since 1966. First final of any, any kind. Any tournament, right? Euro, uh, Confederations Cup, World Cup. 
Um, you know, they were semifinals in 2018 World Cup. Um, they're in somewhat of a golden generation we just talked about with. Uh, That's what they said about Belgium, too. Well, Belgium. So is this golden generation? Let me guess. It's Harry Kane, Sterling. So really, Harry Kane and Sterling are kind of. The elder statesman. Oh, that's Sterling Black. Don't crack then, because he looked young. Yeah, he, I thought he was he's like still 20. young. He's still no, he's not that young. He's probably twenty seven or so. Oh, that's still pretty um, young. Maybe twenty eight. Um, McGuire, Harry Quain, Harry Kane's around Harry the same. Quain, Harry Quain, Harry Quain. Um, around the same <laughs> age. <laughs> um, but you've got guys like Phil Foden, who's twenty, twenty one. Didn't catch him. Um, Mason Mount, who's all Mount and who's, McGuire. And I don't like McGuire. He has a very punchable face. He does. He so does. I meant to tell you, I was like, God, every time I see that guy and he's talking, I'm like, I just want somebody to throw an elbow. Um, they got, you know, guys like Jack Grealish. Um, they're just kind of, they've got that right mix of um, veterans and that young blood that you need. Um, they got a 20, 21 year old kid named Jaden Sancho who plays for Bo- Borussia Dortmund in Germany. And he's about to get transfer. He's about to get bought and he's going to set some, he's going to set a record of some sort wow. with his transfer fee. Um, that money's ridiculous over there. Yeah, uh, I mean it is the NFL. Um, Do they for, have caps? No. So it's the NFL with no cap, which would be amazing. It's, yeah, it the big boys eat. That's the big what dogs sucks. eat. I think that's what. Don't you think that hurts the league though? Because that'd be like if that was football, then okay, San Francisco, Dallas, you know, I don't know, maybe not Green Bay, Pittsburgh, those to, big, those big popular teams, they would rule it. To me, it would be really hard to be a fan of you know, a team like Everton or um, Watford, you know, teams that you know are those ne- top tier. never going to win. But they're still in that top tier league. But they're still in the Premier League. The but Premier. they're like, you know, there's 20 teams. They're mid-table. They're, right there. they're mid-table, you know. Uh, that's why Le- uh, Leicester City winning in 2015 was probably one of the greatest sporting upsets of all time. I mean, I think preseason odds, they were like, Fifteen thousand to one. Didn't some guy put yeah. major money on yeah. that? Yeah, I remember that because they were like against all odds, like this team's carrying and it I, and might I, win them. I just couldn't, and maybe because we've grown up in American sports with the salary cap. Um, just going into every season, not just realizing we're not going to win. We don't have a shot. How are we going to? How are we going to compete with a payroll of eighty million or you know forty million when Man City's got a payroll of Two hundred seventy-five million. Tampa you know? Bay Rays know how to do it, right? The Oakland Athletics. Well, I, you could say Oakland, but Tampa Bay's actually made it to World Series. True. Uh, Oakland's always a good team, but they kind of falter in the playoffs. Tampa Bay's made like two World Series in the last ten years with a payroll of, like you said, like eighty. When other other Dodgers and Yankees are like two hundred fifty million, they're like a third of that, and yeah, they can I mean, make it for there's some. A lot of those there's teams. some clubs like Man City, like so. It's just development, I guess. That's what you rely on. Don't you have a, almost like a not a farm system, but isn't it like an it's equivalent? A, it's, it's an like academy. A, academy. So you got to develop an and academy. You, you but sign, if guys get big enough, can't they transfer out? Yeah, that's so what that, happens. So that's I mean, what sucks. that's what FC Dallas is. We have a great youth academy. We probably have a top two or three academy in the whole country. In the MLS. In the MLS, in the whole country. But we are a feeder club. We don't buy, we sell. And that's success. That's, that's the hunt. Right that's there, success right? for the hunts. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes stories like Leicester City winning the title in 2015 um, just so great because that was out of nowhere. That was a small club punching way above its weight. 
probably um, won't happen again in our lifetime. No, no. And, uh, you know, the owners, the owners in Europe, they're jealous of the American system. They want caps. The, the smaller ones do. They love that it's single entity. They love that they're guaranteed a spot in the top flight, the top league, no matter what. No matter how bad you do, no matter how good you do, you're there. You know, in Europe, you have to worry about relegation. You know, I I've like got a, that idea, though. I wish we had a sport where we well, could do something Well, like that. That, that puts so... But you have to have all these other tiers, Well, I it guess. puts so much emphasis on the regular season. That's good, like, you when you've got to go... When you've got to go play um, Sheffield United away on a Wednesday, like that point matters for these struggling clubs. Like you've got to scrap and fight for every single point, um, or you're going to be relegated. So, um, but yeah. So uh, where were we on Euros? Um, well, I'll just say I, th- I like the regulation idea for uh, fantasy football as well. Yeah. I wish we had a bottom tier league that we could be like, all right, you're regulated down. Like bottom yeah. two guys mm-hmm. both go down, or bottom one. Yep. Um, it was a, it was a two one and do they call it overtime? Extra, extra time? time. Extra mm-hmm. time. I put a question mark there. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was extra time. Uh, England gets it, uh, two one. They were awarded a penalty. Um, yeah, they got two penalty kicks and converted on, well, they got one. They got one. One was a, um, was an own goal. No, that wasn't it. It was a free kick. Uh, yeah. It was a free Did, kick, but okay. Cause this is the question I had. So Harry Kane gets taken out. But it, I think it was Sterling that took the kick, the free kick. Is that normal? Like, Kane's the one that got tripped up. You got it backwards. Then, Sterling dribbled, made the run into the box, dribbled into the box. No, I'm not talking fouled. about the winning kick. I'm talking about before where it was a free kick. So, Kane was going in. He got tripped. And then the you know, Sterling took the free kick yeah. from behind. Yeah. Anybody can take weird. a free kick. Okay. Anybody can I take a free kick. I thought Harry Kane was good, so I thought they'd wanted to take that. He that, was, that was one of my questions. And it, it all depends. I mean, every guy has their strength. Like, are you right on the 18-yard box? Are you 20 yards out? Are so that you... guy is probably just better from a distance because it was kind of further and back. And what side, you know? Do you want it in swinging or do you want it out swinging? Um, it all depends on wall placement, you know, where the opposing keeper sets his wall. And guys can put swerves. Some guys can dip up and over like that Denmark goal. Mm-hmm. Like, he dipped that ball up and over the wall and got it back down. Um Okay, second question. Yeah. When they did that free kick, there's like a wall of people here. There's mm-hmm. one dude like laying on the ground. What so the hell is he doing? what happens a lot of times is if they know a wall, like you, you see in film, because they watch film just like football players, a wall has a tendency to jump. So they'll play it hard on the ground. So when that wall jumps. Uh, he'll be there it, to block it. Yeah. Ooh, that sucks to be that guy. Yeah. I wouldn't. That'd be me. That'd be my fat ass has to lay on the ground. Yeah. So the game, uh, and that's something that's been you know kind of new, like a kind of new evolution of the game. Um, Makes sense though. Kind of just covering every aspect every of the angle. shot. Because if you angle, know, because yeah. if I know a wall's gonna jump, I'm gonna try to strike it as right. low as I can on the ground as hard as I can. So when they jump, it goes under their feet. Makes sense. And then at that point, you know. The keeper, depending on what kind of sight he's got on the ball, he could lose the ball and not get there in time. So it's just little kind of things the wall's doing to kind of eliminate every every possible shot or every, you know, kind of angle that, a, you know, a shooter could take. Um, but happy for England. Um, they've been my, my kind of pick this whole tournament. Um, go ahead. I had one last question. Go ahead. This is a stupid soccer question. Yeah. Does the winner of the Euro play the winner of the Copa? No, and I meant to. Is that wouldn't that be cool though? And I meant I, it'd be no, like world champion. That'd be dope. 
Yeah, and I not? meant I meant well because they have the World Cup for that. Yeah, that's in two more years. Well, actually, because of COVID, it's next year, which is awesome. Oh um, yeah, I like all the gear that says uh, Euro twenty twenty. Why still not? Have to I'm, use not gonna, it. I'm not going to make all new stuff. No, that's no. what I was thinking. You know how much money that's going to cost me? Fuck no. that. Um, we're no, gonna, we're just going to pretend because uh, I'm glad you bring that. Every region, um, I shouldn't say region. I guess it's region, but it's they're known as uh, confederations. So, like, ours is CONCACAF, and that covers North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. And we our continental competition is called the Gold Cup, and that's going to kick off. Um, that's going to kick off uh, this weekend. Um, like, Sweet. South America is uh, Copa America. Europe, European is um, the Euros, Euro 2020, Euro whatever. Uh, Asia has... Uh, I forget what they're in, maybe Asian Cup or something like that. But Sounds like you just made that up. I, I, I don't know. I think it's something like that. Um, but it's Euros <laughs> by far has got to be the best. Yeah, that and then followed by Cup America because you've got you got Brazil. You've got Brazil, Argentina, one, Colombia, Chile. Yeah, I've noticed that. So um, you, might, you might go ahead and preview this, but is the Copa, is that Argentina and Brazil. Brazil, sorry. So you've got Neymar. I get to see Messi. You got Neymar and Messi. Um, not, from what I've seen, I don't like Neymar. No, he's not a fan. He's a guy for me. He's a lot like um, he's a lot like a lot like Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and I'm coming because my style of play was not. I was not flashy. I didn't have the skill. I was more heart. And as I got older, I had to use my head. I had to be smarter. Because I wasn't as I was athletic, but I wasn't as skillful. So if I came across a player like Cristiano, I would just the first chance I got, I would just hit him as hard as I could, just to let him know, okay, I'm here. You're not gonna. It's not gonna be. It's gonna be a long day. That's what's. So I just never. I, I, I want to see that. And Messi, he's got so much heart. Yeah, he can dazzle you with skill, but he's smart. Um, he doesn't flop a whole lot. I like he that. fights through tackles. Um, My limited soccer skill or knowledge tells me that I'm I'm a Messi fan, and I'm a Luca. Mo- what's his name? Luca Modric. Luca Modric. Modric. Yep. Yeah, those are my dogs. Um, but yeah, so Copa America finals on Sunday. That's Sunday night because the Sunday Euros night. at like two, three, yeah, two or three. I think it was three Eastern times. So yeah, two for so us. So you got Euros. Um, big brother, big brother, and the United States play uh, in their opening. So <laughs> in their opening match. Um, but yeah, Italy, um, Italy's a surprise pick. Uh, nobody really expected them to do much in this tournament. Including um, Italians, I think. Like, yeah, no. They were just thrilled to be there. It makes you happy for them that, just, that they're there. Where you have England in the middle, kind of a, of a golden generation, um, Italy is kind of in between. Yeah, there's one guy that looks like he's about 40. He's well, extremely he excited. Like, I love his energy. Chiellini, he's a defender. He's... 38, 39 years Seems old. Seems like a cool guy, though. And he's been like – he was part of the World Cup winning squad in 2006. He's been around. Um, he's a club legend for his club. Uh, yeah, every time – that's what I got the impression, that he was like a special guy, like been around for a while. Yeah. So I was happy for him. Yeah, and uh, they actually called another older vet in, Benucci, who's also in the back line. Um, and just they're kind of in between. They're young. They're kind of like the United States in, in a lot of ways – where we had Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, Tim Howard, all those kind of staple guys that carried us from 2002 all the way to 14 into 18. Uh, our young kids are, are coming up in their clubs. They're playing for some of the biggest clubs all around Europe. Um, 
they're just not quite ready yet. And we're going to see, um, you know, with World Cup qualifying starting in September, um, you know, Christian Pulisic, um, he's going to have to carry this thing. Um, so when they do, like, qualifying for that, does the is the season over for, like, Chelsea? Because I know no. they've won. I was going to say, do they get time away from their club to come play yeah, for Yeah, so country? there's international windows. Okay. Um, that these Because I want them to come play. There's international windows that these uh, international games are played in. Mm. And so the, the leagues that are playing will have international breaks. So the players can get released to their respective countries and go play for their country. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad they do that, um, man, because I want all our guys to come back and play. Because we got to fucking qualify, man. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's ridiculous. A country this size. Um, 330 million. Kind of with the success that we've had, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, into the, you know, 2010s and stuff like that. Uh, it's just inexcusable. Um, Speaking of small countries, I just want to give a shout out to Luca and Slovenia. Qualifying for the Olympics. Qualifying. They had to take out Lithuania, which Who's breaks kind of down. A, they're like, a, dude, they're, they're like right up European there in the power. Europe. Yeah, it's like, because I was listening to Colin Cowherd, which – Say what you will about him. I've always kind of been a fan of Colin Cowherd. And he was just putting into perspective. He was like, you know, America's, a, you know, we're a powerhouse. He was like, after us, it's kind of Lithuania and Spain. Those are like your next levels of countries. And he was like going through, you know, like Germany, 80, 80 million people, France, 70 million people, you know, all these big countries. And he was like, Slovenia, 2 million people. And he's like, that team was, was basically Luka. And he carried them past Lithuania, who has a history of meddling in past Olympics. So, I mean, you see his stats, and he was like 30, 13, and 12. He had a triple-double because yeah. he's a triple-double machine. I mean, just I can't say enough. Luca, if you ever want to be on, it'll be an honor and a privilege. <laughs> <laughs> you can well, sit my chair. Yeah. I'll wear my Luca shirt. Um, but, yeah, so it's exciting. Um, Italy is kind of an up – it's hard to call them an upstart because um, it's Italy. They've got World Cup titles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, they're always kind of a staple. But the way you told me, like you, like you just explained, they're just in a – Middle period. They're in a transitional period. Transition, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm really rooting for England. If they win, London will fucking burn down. The game's at Wembley? At Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll it'll be a scene like you've never seen uh, before. Um, uh, if they win, I want live coverage. Like, 24 hours following. Just a feed. Yeah. It'd be like the purge, but out of joy <laughs> yeah. in England. Um, so that's Euro, uh, Euro 2020, England, Italy, Sunday, good game. two o'clock, Sunday, two o'clock. Um, text Matt all you want. His number yeah. is, <laughs> uh, no, I'm excited. It's a, it, it's a great time to be a soccer fan. Um, like we said, we got Copa America final, Euro final, uh, U.S. kicking off the gold cup, I believe against, uh, Haiti. Oh, shit. Did you hear the news out of Haiti? Yeah, their president got assassinated. Got fucking assassinated. Yeah, yeah. I was going to suggest that for a news story today, but I guess we just kind of glossed over that. But, yeah, I saw that headline, man. That's crazy, man. That's what happened. I didn't get enough details, so I don't know if it was like a bomb or a shooting. It was a shooting because his wife got wounded. Damn. During, and he'd been kind of under attack. Not like there had been other attempts, but there, there's been protests calling for his either resignation or, you know, to get overthrown or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was my, just my, kind of my bait. I just skimmed a story that, that came across my Twitter feed. But, um, yeah, crazy shit out of Haiti. That's crazy because this country, is, you would think, going to be, like, in mourning for some part, for at least some part of it. I guess his supporters, yeah, will mourn. Um, Soccer fans are going to be like, fuck it, not my friend. It sounds like, um, you know, his detractors – 
they're uh, got what they wanted. Got what they <laughs> I mean, wanted. honestly, that's what they wanted. Um, so uh, I'm trying to look up, uh, trying to look up the U.S.'s first opponent because it'll bug me if I don't get it right. Um, Haiti. All right. Uh, so the U.S. schedule is uh, U.S. Uh, versus Haiti uh, this Sunday, seven thirty. Then they've got the French-owned uh, island of Martinique, that powerhouse out of the Great Caribbean. Thursday. This is, this is their group. This is their group. Sounds uh, like an easy, pretty easy group. Thursday, July fifteenth uh, at eight thirty, and then one I'm super excited about: U.S. Canada. Sunday, July 18th at 4. Um, Canada, I always kind of root for them. I don't think they've qualified for a World Cup since 88. Damn. Or no, 86. Um, so they're kind of our little brothers. But, you know, they're not. hopefully not for us. Hopefully we've got six points after two games, and that game doesn't mean a whole lot for us, but it, it may – mean a whole lot for Canada depending on their other two results. So Yeah, if it's if it's two teams from our group, I mean, I would like to see us in yeah. Canada. And there's actually some games here, uh some Gold Cup group games here at yeah, AT&T Fris- and oh, Frisk and out in Frisco. I, I think AT&T. I think Mexico's playing uh out at AT&T on Saturday, so that's that place gonna is going to be a lively crowd. I went to a US Mexico game there uh at AT&T several years back. You know what? Surprisingly cool. Mexico oh, fans were super cool. I'm sure. Yeah. We had our U.S. shirts on and all that, but everybody was super cool. Um, so, yeah, that's the Gold Cup. Uh, we previewed Euro Cup, as we mentioned um, in the Copa America. It's Neymar versus Messi, uh, Brazil versus Argentina, so that'll I'm be take, good. I'm taking Argentina. Didn't you say he hasn't really won much for his country at all? No. This, so this would be huge for his yeah. career. Yeah. And that's crazy to say after everything he's accomplished, you know, the Champions League titles, all the – Well, he's done that for the league, not for his country. He's done that for Barcelona. Yeah, he wants to win it for the the country. And it's crazy how much flack he gets in Argentina. I'm like, do y'all realize how dog shit (laughs) y'all would be without Lionel Messi? Like, he is – he may be the best player of all time. And they give him shit because they they haven't won enough. But it's one of those situations where it's almost like a Lucas Lamina thing. Like, there hasn't been a whole lot around him. So it's kind of, all right, give Messi the ball and let uh, he'll work magic. In soccer, it's just not that way at this level. It's just not that way. Um, but going back to, if you asked if the Euro champion plays the Copa America champion. Yeah. They do have that competition in club soccer. So it's called the Club World Cup. So every every... Um, every region or every confederation has um, a club champion. They have so Champions League. That's Europe, UEFA mm-hmm. Champions League. We have, uh, I think it's called the Champions Cup now. I know ours is called the Champions League as well. Um, South America is like Copa Sudamericana, which is I mean, South American Cup. Translate. Um, so all the regions they all send their Whoever wins their Champions League or their club competition, they send them to a club World Cup. And so there is kind of a world champion of club soccer every year. I think that tournament is in maybe December or January. That's one thing I really do like about soccer is there's always a tournament going on. There's which always is always going interesting. On. Yeah, that's how they, you know, I can understand why they're the most popular sport because there's always something going on. 
and they bring in such like national pride to these events. Yeah, that was such a cool thing to see. Like, for instance, I really saw it during the um, Spain, um, Italy, Italy game. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was just you know it was about half and half. Whereas today's game with Denmark and England, the game was in England, so they said. They were like the the total fan uh, attendance is about sixty five thousand, and they're like, and there's about eight thousand. Den, den, was it Danish? Danish, yeah. Danish fans. I was like, and, see, so it's like, and there's a little caveat there because they were those eight thousand were eight thousand Danish people that were British residents. Oh wow! So because of COVID and all the re- travel restrictions, they wouldn't even let people that actually resided in Denmark to travel to the game. So they only awarded those eight thousand tickets to Danish residents of England. Wow, so so, did, that was an absolute home field advantage. But I, I, I want you know, I wouldn't have minded seeing seeing Denmark in there because they you know we we covered. Um, I was going to say the tragedy, but the near tragedy of Christian Eriksen mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago, and when he collapsed, um, I wouldn't mind seeing. And that just goes to show you uh, what something like that can do to a team. If they all, all have something to rally around oh, totally. and fight for. Because that was the first match, wasn't it? That was the very first match. Start the whole tournament. So yeah. yeah. To make it there from the semis. And I think I have to take partial blame for that. Because as I told Matt earlier, like every team that at one point I rooted for they lost. lost. I went for Scotland. They lost. I went That's for Croatia. Well, that was a bad pick. They were they were in Glasgow and I got caught up in the moment. You know, yeah. they were up like one nothing at one point. I was back on team Croatia. They lost. Uh, this last semis, I was for Spain. They lost. I didn't want to tell you I was Team Denmark today, but I was. They lost. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm Spain, just, Spain, I just want everyone to have fun. Spain, Spain, Spain's another team that is... Spain pl- outplayed uh, Italy, Italy for the most part. Italy just took advantage of like their one opportunity, and right. then they just played like solid you know, after that. But, I was like, it... but, but Spain really controlled that ball. When they showed the possession, it was like 60-40. You know, they had way more... Shots on goal, they had more passes, they had more uh, possession time. Italy just took advantage of what little uh, things they took, what they had. And Spain's another team where they're in this transitional period. People, if you don't follow soccer, let me tell you what an insane run they went on. 2008, they won the Euros. 2010, they won the World Cup. And then they won the following Euros, Euro 2012. That's three, basically the they, three biggest in a row. And they were they were kind of anchored by a lot of Barcelona and Real Madrid players, obviously, because those are the two biggest Spanish clubs. Mm-hmm. That run is just unprecedented. Um, and then so they're kind of in the same – all the guys that – David Villa, um, Xavi, uh, Andres Iniesta, uh, Sergio Ramos, all these guys, all these cornerstone pieces, they're aged out, retired – so they're not there anymore. Um, I'll tell you who I like. It's Almo. I'm an Almo fan. Almo? Mm-hmm. I like to say his name. Yeah. And he looked goofy enough like I could also be a soccer player. You could be a soccer player. Yeah, if um, I just got in shape, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's step one. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm sure our, that's enough soccer talk for all of us. I can sit here and talk about it all day. They're all rolling their eyes right now. They've tuned This out. is the most I've ever talked about soccer, I think. No, it's just it's a really good time. That's and, what, what Claire was like. She just blew her mind. She's like, I can't believe he's watching Big Brother and you're watching soccer now. I was that's like, right. that's what happens when you're when you're friends with somebody. Y'all oh, share common interests. Turn tables of turn. Exactly. Uh, and then one last bit. Talking about the World Cup next year, it's going to be really weird. Uh, with it, it's going to be a winter tournament. Where's it at? It's in Qatar. 
because oh, they bribed their way. That's probably because it was 140 it degrees. Is. Oh, it didn't is. they get caught bribing too? Wasn't yeah. there a big controversy? And you know what? Because it's like, how the fuck can Qatar, which I get it, like, if you have seen a picture of Qatar 20 years ago as opposed to Qatar now, it's just like 180 degree difference. There's a bunch of oil money, and they use that oh, to influence. But, nothing but oil money. And they've got amazing, like, you know, architecture out there. And but they didn't have skyscrapers. any. Skyscrapers. You know, what was worried about it? They didn't have any infrastructure. They didn't have any stadiums they built. They spent so much money. And Didn't they b- build, like, artificial clouds for cloud coverage? I don't know if that ever came to fruition. I've but heard that. Was, I heard that. That was being tossed around. But uh, there's a big inquiry and inve- investigation into the camp, the labor camps. There's like people dying building these stadiums. Damn. Like, I believe it, man. The contractors will confiscate their passports of the workers so they can't flee. They're just work them to They're death. throwing them in these compounds, and it's like fourteen or fifteen guys to a room that's like ten by ten. They have just terrible living conditions, eating conditions. The kitchen looks; it's got standing water in it. Like it's, it's just I if I don't. I don't make a habit of boycotting things, but uh, I just wish FIFA would have done the right thing because there are so many countries. Uh, Texas could hold a World Cup on its own. Between all the pro stadiums we have, uh, we could college stadiums. We could we could host. That's all World it is Cup. is having infrastructure. Yeah, we've got and having it within. You know, we could link up between like Austin. Or I'm sorry, Houston and Dallas would be like the two main hubs for Texas. San Antonio, if you and were Austin. Gonna, if, just in theory, if you were going to do it, hell, college college, college Kyle, campuses. Kyle Field holds a hundred grand, hundred thousand people. Yeah, you need that and like a couple of NFL stadiums. Yeah, so we could hold it in ourselves, you know. And not, that's not to mention England and Germany and France, all these all these countries that have hosted in the past and have the infrastructure and have the the. The stadiums. The only reason Qatar won is because they paid those FIFA. Was it FIFA? Yeah, it's FIFA. officials. They bribed the shit out of, of them. Of course. Why Everybody the fuck else that. would a desert town of like an oasis? It's like an oasis, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said, no infrastructure. They probably had to spend hundreds of millions, if not billions, and then sacrifice how x amount of lives and, and to not, get it done. And not to mention that so country just, as a whole, the fucked. way they they treat women and and all that. But yeah. Uh, it's it, just really weird that when I remember, because when I heard that, I was like, Qatar got the next World Cup? Like, what? And then <laughs> Make um, that make sense? So it'll be kind of cool. It's going to start, I think, like the day after Thanksgiving, and then it's going to end. That's next year. Next year, 2022. Yeah. And then end maybe a couple of days before Christmas. So it's going to be kind of cool to have it, you know, around the holidays, you know, gearing up for Christmas, and you've got. You know, you've got England v. whoever. that You know, it's just going to be kind of a different change of pace. It's going to be cool having around the holidays. And then in four years, it's coming to coming to the States. Oh, no shit. Yeah, we got us, Canada, and Mexico are holding a joint. Oh, so it's like a North America. North American World Cup. I remember hearing about that now. But we have two venues um, in for bid. In Texas? Uh, Cotton and Dallas. AT&T oh, and shit. Cotton Bowl. I would love to see either one. Because the Cotton Bowl hosted World Cup games in yeah, Cotton Bowl right above me. Right um, there, Winter Classic. The uh, Cotton Bowl hosted 94 World Cup games. Really? Yeah. So they hosted games already in the 94 World Cup That's when cool. it was here. So uh, I think they're going to do site tours here within the next couple months, and then it'll you know come out. Yeah, they announce it way ahead of time. Yeah. So we'll know. At venues and stuff like that. So um, one last question. Is the Winter Cup, is that just because it's Qatar? Just because like, it's, it's so Qatar. Usually hot. it's a summer tournament just that's like I, this. That's what, I, that's what I thought, yeah. Just like this, because it coincides with 
So it just shows how much they're bending over backwards yep. to appease this. Yep. Like they have to have it at a certain time of the year, which throws off the whole schedule. Yep. Yeah, that was all about money. So tickets, uh, ticket information will, will be coming out soon. Uh, it's always been a dream of mine, a bucket list thing of mine to go. Um, so I'm definitely going to go. I don't care if it's Ukraine versus. Oh, it's just Costa the fact Rica. That you're at, it's a World Cup. Game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm going to get tickets whether it's at Jerry World or Cotton Bowl or whatever. What, what would be your pick though? Oh, U.S. game. No, but at what what stadium? Um, Cotton Bowl. Me too. Me too. Because Jerry World, they got to roll in. They got to roll in the uh, the real grass, and there's been complaints over the years, and I, it's gotten better. Um, but players don't like playing on the surface. It's hard. The grass doesn't play. It's come. It comes up in clunks. It's like stitched. Like you know, there's like it comes in literal sections and when the seams, when they try to seam it together, it comes up. It's just not very good. Um, I'm sure for the world cup, you know, they'll, they'll, uh, they'll do a little better, but, um, just a cotton bowl for the history. Exactly. Um, me too. Me too. But yeah. So, uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, like I said, we just want to kind of play with our new toy, kind of test it out. I'm going to give you another one of these <laughs> before I get out. Um, but yeah, so we are we will be back Saturday uh, with our first ever guest. Full episode. Full episode. Um, maybe a couple more drops. Maybe a couple more drops. I got to figure out how to load another another set on here. Um, but uh, I'm gonna try to get home and get this uploaded tonight because the beauty of this mixer is I don't have to go in and spend hours and hours uh, editing and kind of doing post process stuff. So uh, I'm gonna go home see how it sounds. I'm happy with it. I'm just going to chunk it out. Uh, if anybody wants to watch uh, before Saturday, what are we watching? What? what I, told, I just totally what zoned we, out, dude. What are we watching for Saturday what with the Alex? What are you talking about? Movie. Oh, the movie. We're watching Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> I did not know what you were talking about. I'm zoning out. Space Jam. So uh, if anybody wants to watch along, you'll be able to hear this a couple days before, um, and then you'll be all caught up for the review on Saturday, which I'll have out Monday, the following Monday. Um, but yeah, so we just wanted to come on here and play with our new toy and do a little recording, uh, since this is my first ever big brother experience. Uh, so we appreciate you listening. Um, but for Matt, I'm Andrew, <laughs> we're out. <laughs>